Book Eight, Part One of Pharsalia, Dramatic Episodes of the Civil Wars. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pharsalia by Lucan, translated by J. D. Duff. Book Eight, Death of Pompeius, Part One. Now through Alcides Pass and Tempe's groves, Pompeius aiming for Haemonian glens and forests lone, urged on his weary steed, scarce heeding now the spur, by devious tracks seeking to veil the footsteps of his flight. The rustle of the foliage and the noise of following comrades filled his anxious soul with terrors, as he fancied at his side some ambushed enemy, fallen from the height of former fortunes, still the chieftain knew his life not worthless mindful of the fates and gainst the price he set on caesar's head he measured caesar's value of his own yet as he rode the features of the chief made known his ruin many as they sought the camp for salian ere yet was spread news of the battle met the chief amazed and wondered at the world of human things nor held disaster sure though magnus self told of his ruin every witness seen brought peril on his flight twere better far safe in a name obscure through all the world to wander but his ancient fame forbade too long had great pompeius from the height of human greatness envied of mankind looked on all others nor for him henceforth could life be lowly the honours of his youth too early thrust upon him and the deeds which brought him triumph in the sullen days his conquering navy in the pontic wars made heavier now the burden of defeat and crushed his pondering soul so length of days drags down the haughty spirit in life prolonged when power has perished fortune's latest hour be the last hour of life nor let the wretch live on disgraced by memories of fame but on the boon of death who dared the sea of prosperous chance upon the ocean marge by red Paneus, blushing from the fray borne in a sloop to lightest wind and wave scarce equal he whose countless oars yet smote upon corea's isle and lucas point lord of cilicia and limburnia lands crept trembling to the sea he bids them steer for the sequestered shores of lesbos isle for there wert thou, sharer of all his griefs, Cornelia, sadder far thy life apart, than wert thou present in Thessalia's fields, racked in thy heart with presages of ill, for Celia fills thy dreams, and when the shades give place to coming dawn, with hasty step thou trest some cliffs sea-beaten, and with eyes gazing afar, art first to mark the sail of each approaching bark, yet darst not ask aught of thy husband's fate behold the boat whose bending canvas bears her to the shore she brings unknown as yet thy chiefest dread rumour of evil herald of defeat magnus thy conquered spouse fear then no more but give to grief thy moments from the ship he leaps to land she marks the cruel doom wrought by the gods upon him pale and wan his weary features by the hoary locks shaded the dust of travel on his garb dark on her soul a night of anguish fell 
her trembling limbs no longer bore her frame scarce throbbed her heart and prone on earth she lay deceived in hope of death the boat made fast pompeius treading the lone waste of sand drew near whom when cornelia's maiden saw they stayed their weeping yet with sighs subdued reproached the fates and tried in vain to raise their mistress's form till magnus to his breast drew her with cherishing arms and at the touch of soothing hands the life-blood to her veins returned once more and she could bear to look upon his features he forbade despair chiding her grief not at the earliest blow by fortune dealt inheritress of fame bequeathed by noble fathers should thy strength thus fail and yield renown shall yet be thine to last through ages not of laws decreed nor conquest won but gentler path to thee as to thy sex is given thy husband's woe let thine affection struggle with the fates and in his misery love thy lord the more i bring thee greater glory for that gone is all the pomp of power and all the crowd of faithful senators and suppliant kings now first pompeius for himself alone tis thine to love curb this unbounded grief while yet i breathe unseemingly o'er my tomb weep out thy full the final pledge of faith thou hast no loss nor has the war destroyed aught save my fortune it is for that thy grief that was my love roused by her husband's words yet scarcely could she raise her trembling limbs thus speaking through her sobs what i had sought detested caesar's couch ill-omened wife of spouse unhappy at my nuptials twice a fury has been bridesmaid and the ghost of slaughtered crassi with avenging shades brought by my wedlock to the doomed camp the parthenian massacre twice my star has cursed the world and peoples have been hurled to death in one red moment and the gods through me have left the better cause o hero mine mightiest husband wed it to a wife unworthy twas through her that fortune gained the right to strike thee wherefore did i wed to bring thee misery mine mine the guilt mine be the penalty and that the wave may bear thee gently onwards and the kings may keep their faith to thee and all the earth be ready to thy rule me from thy side cast to the billows rather had i died to bring thee victory thy disasters thus thus expiate and cruel julia thee who by this war hast vengeance on our vows from thine abode i call atonement find in this thy rival's death and spare at least thy magnus then upon his breast she fell while all the concourse wept e'en magnus's self who saw thessalia's feel without a tear but now upon the shore a numerous band from mytilene thus approached the chief if tis our greatest glory to have kept the pledge with us by such a husband placed do thou one night within these friendly walls we pray thee stay thus honouring the homes long since devoted magnus to thy cause this spot in days to come the guest from rome for thee shall honour nowhere shalt thou find a surer refuge in defeat all else my court the victor's favour we long since have learned his chastisement and though our isle rides on the deep girt by the ocean wave no ships has caesar and to us shall come be sure thy captains to our trusted shore 
the war renewing take for all is thine the treasures of our temples and the gold take all our youth by land or on the sea to do thy bidding lesbos only asked this from the chief who sought her in his pride not in his fall to leave her pleased in soul at such a love enjoyed that in the world some faith still lingered thus pompeia said earth has for me no dearer land than this did i not trust it with so sweet a pledge and find it faithful here was rome for me country and household gods this shore i sought home of my wife this lesbos which for her had merited remorseless caesar's ire nor was afraid to trust you with the means to gain his mercy but enough through me your guilt was caused i part throughout the world to prove my fate farewell thou happiest land famous forever whether taught by thee some other kings and peoples may be pleased to give me shelter or shouldst thou alone be faithful and now seek i in what lands right may be found or wrong my latest prayer receive o deity if still with me thou biddest thus may it be mine again conquered with hostile caesar in my tracks to find a lesbos were to enter in and whence depart unhindered in the boat he placed his spouse while from the shore arose such lamentation and such hands were raised in ire against the gods that thou hast deemed all left their kin for exile and their homes and though for magnus grieving in his fall yet for cornelia chiefly did they mourn long since their gentle guest for her had wept the lesbian matrons had she left to join a victor husband for she won their love by kindly modesty and gracious mien ere yet her lord was conquered while as yet their fortunes stood now slowly to the deep sank fiery titan but not yet to those he sought if such there be was shown his orb though veiled from those he quitted magnus's mind anxious with waking cares sought through the kings his subjects and the cities leagued with rome and faith and through the pathless tracks that lie beyond the southern bounds until the toil of sorrowing thought upon the past and dread of that which might be made him cast afar his wavering doubts and from the captain seek some counsel on the heavens how by the sky he marked his track upon the deep what star guided the path to syria and what points found in the wane would pilot him aright to shores of libya but thus replied the well-skilled watcher of the silent skies not by the constellations moving ever across the heavens do we guide our barks for that were perilous but by that star which never sinks nor dips below the wave girt by the glittering groups men call the bears when stands the pole star clear before the mast then to the bosphorus look we and the main which carves the coast of scythia but the more butes dips and nearer to the sea is sinosura seen so much the ship towards syria tends till bright canopus shines in southern skies content to hold his course with him upon the left past pharaohs born straight from the syrtis shalt thou plough the deep and whither now dost bid me shape the yards and set the canvas magnus doubting still this only be thy care from thracia steer the vessel onward 
shun with all thy skill italia's distant shore and from the rest trust to the winds for guidance when i sought pledged with the lesbians my spouse beloved my course was sure now fortune where that wilt give me a refuge these his answering words the pilot as they hung from level yards shifted the sails and holding to the stern one sheet he slacked the other to the left steering where samian rocks and chehan marred the stillness of the waters while the sea sent up an answer to the changing keel a different murmur not so deftly turns curbing his steeds his wain the charioteer while glows his dexter wheel and with the left he almost touches yet avoids the goal now titan veiled the stars and showed the shore when following magnus came a scattered band save from the thracian storm from lesbos's port his son next captains who preserve their faith from at his side though vanquished in the field cast down by fate in exile still there stood lords of the earth and all her orient realms the kings his ministers to the furthest lands he bids deotarus o faithful friend since in emathia's battlefield was lost the world so far as roman it remains to test the faith of peoples of the east who drink of tigris and euphrates stream secure as yet from caesar be it thine far as the rising of the sun to trace the fates that favour magnus to the courts of matian palaces to scythian steppes and to the son of haughty arsasus to bear my message hold ye to the faith pledged by your priests and by the thunderer's name of latium sworn then fill your quivers full draw to its fullest span thy armenian bow and get in archers wing the fatal shaft and you ye parthians if when i sought the caspian gates and on the alunian tribes fierce ever warring pressed i suffered you in persian tracks to wander nor compelled to seek for shelter babylonian walls if beyond cyrus's kingdom in the bounds of wild chaldea where from nysa's top pours down hydaspus and the ganges flow foams to the ocean nearer far i stood than persia's bounds to phoebus rising fires if my sufferings parthians you alone decked not my triumphs but in equal state soul of my eastern princes face to face met magnus in his pride nor only once through me were saved for after that dread day who but pompeius soothed the kindling fires of latium's anger by my service paid come forth to victory burst the ancient bounds by macedon's heroes set in magnus's cause march parthians to rome's conquest rome herself praised to be conquered hard the task imposed yet doffed his robe and swift obeyed the king wrapped in a servant's mantle of a prince for safety play the boar then happier sure the pleasant lot than lordship of the world the king thus parted past icaria's rocks pompeius vessel skirts the foamy crags of little samos caliphon's tranquil sea and ephesus lie beyond him and the air breathed freely on him from the cohen shore kutus he shunned and famous for its son rhodos and steered for the middle deep escaped the windings of telmessus's bay 
till rose pamphylian coasts before the bark and first the fallen chieftain dared to find in small Faisal's shelter for therein scarce was the husbandman and empty homes forbade to fear next taurus's heights he saw and dipsus falling from his lofty sides so sailed he onward did pompeius hope thus severed by the billows from the foe to make his safety sure his little boat flies unmolested past sicilian shores but to their exiled lord and chiefest part the senate of rome was drawn Selendri there received their feet where fair Selenus stream and spacious bay gives refuge from the main and to the gathered chiefs in mournful words at length pompeius thus resolved in his thoughts o faithful comrades mine in war and flight to me my country though this barren shore our place of meeting and no gathered host surrounds us yet upon our changed estate i seek your counsel rouse ye as of yore with hearts of courage magnus on the field not all is perished nor do fates forbid that i arise afresh with living hope of future victories and spurn defeat from libyan ruins did not marius rise again recorded counsel on the page full of his honours shall a lighter blow keep magnus down whose thousand chiefs and ships still plough the billows by defeat his strength not whelmed but scattered and the fame alone of our great deeds of glory in the past shall now protect us and the world unchanged still love its hero weigh upon the scales ye chiefs which best may help the needs of rome in faith in armies or the parthian realm egypt or libya for myself ye chiefs i veil no secret thoughts but thus advise place no reliance on the Pharian king his age forbids nor on the cunning moor who vain of punic ancestors and vain of carthaginian memories and descent supposed from hannibal and swollen with pride at varius's supplication sees and thought rome lie beneath him wherefore comrades seek at speed the eastern world those mighty realms disjoins from us euphrates in the gates called caspian on another sky than ours their day and night revolve another sea of different hue is severed from our own rule is their wish naught else and in their plains taller the war-horse stronger twains the bow there fails nor youth nor age to wing the shaft fatal in flight their archers first subdued the lance of macedon and batris walls home of the mede and haughty babylon with all her storied towers nor shall they dread the roman onset trusting to the shafts by which the host of fated crassus fell nor trust they only to the javelin blade untipped with poison from the rancorous edge the slightest wound deals death would that my lot force me not thus to trust that savage race of arceus yet now their emulous fate contends with roman destinies the gods smile favouring on their nation thence i'll pour on caesar's peoples from them another earth and all the orient ravished from its home but should the east in barbarous treaties fail fate bear our shipwrecked fortunes past the bounds of earth as known to men the kings i made i supplicate not but in death shall take to other spheres this solace chief of all his hands my kinsmen's never shed my blood 
nor soothed me dying yet as my mind in turn the varying fortunes of my life recalls how i was glorious in that eastern world how great my name by far mightest march and where swift tanais flows no other land has so resounded with my conquests won so sent me home triumphant rome do thou approve my enterprise what happier chance could favouring gods afford thee parthian hosts shall fight the civil wards of rome and share her ills and fall enfeebled when the arms of caesar meet with parthian in the fray then must kind fortune vindicate my lot or crassius be avenged but murmurs rose and magnus speaking knew his words condemned then lentulus answered with indignant soul foremost to rouse their valour thus in words worthy a counsel have thessalian woes broken thy spirit so one day's defeat condemn the world to ruin is the cause lost in one battle and beyond recall find we no cure for wounds does fortune drive thee magnus to the parthians feet alone and dost thou fugitive spurn the lands and skies known heretofore and seek for other poles and constellations and chaldean gods and rites barbarian servant of the realm of parthia but why then took we arms for love of liberty if thou canst slave thou hast deceived the world shall parthia see thee at whose name ruler of mighty rome she trembled at whose feet she captive saw hyrcanian kings and indian princes kneel now humbly suppliant victim of the fates and at thy prayers her puny strength extolled in mad contention with the western world nor think pompeius thou shalt plead thy cause in that proud tongue unknown to parthian ears of which thy fame is worthy sobs and tears he shall demand of thee and has our shame brought us to this that some barbarian foe shall venge hesperia's wrongs ere rome her own thou wert our leader for the civil war mid scythia's people dost thou bruit abroad wounds and disasters which are ours alone rome until now though subject to the yoke of civic despots yet within her walls has brooked no foreign lord and art thou pleased from all the world to summon to her gates these savage people while the standards lost by far euphrates when the crassi fell shall lead thy columns shall the only king who failed emathia while the fates yet hid their favouring voices brave the victor's power and join with thine his fortune nay not so this nation trusts itself each race that claims a northern birth unconquered in the fray claims but the warrior's death but as the sky slopes towards the eastern tracks and gentler climes so are the nations there in flowing robes and garments delicate are men arrayed true the parthian in sarmathia's plains where tigris spreads across the level meads contends invincible for fight is his unbounded but should uplands bar his path he scales them not nor through the night of war shall his weak bow uncertain in its aim repel the foeman nor his strength of arm the torrent stem nor all a summer's day in dust and blood bear up against the foe they fill no hostile trench nor in their hand shall battering engine or machine of war dash down the rampart and whate'er avails to stop their arrows 
battles like a wall wide sweep their horsemen fleeting in attack and light in onset and their troops shall yield a camp not taken poisoned are their shafts nor do they dare a combat hand to hand but as the winds may suffer from afar they draw their bows at venture brave men love the sword which yielded by a stalwart arm drives home the blow and makes the battle sure not such their weapons and the first assault shall force the flying mead with coward hand and empty quiver from the field his faith in poisoned blades is placed but trustest thou those who without such aid refuse the war for such alliance wilt thou risk a death with all the world between thee and thy home shall some barbarian earth or lowly grave enclose thee perishing e'en that were shame while crassius seeks a sepulchre in vain thy lot is happy death unfeared by men is thy worst doom pompeius but no death awaits cornelia such a fate for her this king shall not reserve for know not we the hateful secrets of barbarian love which blind as that of beasts the marriage bed pollutes with wives unnumbered nor the laws by nature made respect they nor of kin in ancient days the fable of the crime by tyrant oedipus unwitting wrought brought hate upon his city but how oft sits on the throne of arsaces a prince of birth incestuous this gracious dame born of metellus noblest blood of rome shall share the couch of the barbarian king with thousand others yet in savage joy proud of her former husbands he may grant some larger share of favour and the fates may seem to smile on parthia for the spouse of crassus captives shall to him be brought as spoil of former conquest if the wound dealt in that fell defeat in eastern lands still stirs thy heart then double is the shame first to have waged the war upon ourselves then ask the foe for succour for what blame can rest on thee or caesar worse than this that in the clash of conflict ye forgot for crassius slaughtered troops the vengeance due first should united rome upon the mead have poured her captains and the troops who guard the northern frontier from the dacian hordes and all her legions should have left the rhine free to the teuton till the parthian dead were piled in heaps upon the sands that hide our heroes slain and haughty babylon lay at her victor's feet to this foul peace we pray an end and if thessalia's day has closed our warfare let the conqueror march straight on our parthenian foe then should this heart then only leap at caesar's triumph won go thou and pass araxas's chilly stream on this thine errand and the fleeting ghost pierced by the scythian shaft shall greet thee thus art thou not he to whom our wandering shades looked for their vengeance in the guise of war and dost thou sue for peace there shalt thou meet memorials of the dead red as yon wall were past their headless trunks euphrates here engulfed them slain of tigris's winding stream cast on the shore to perish gaze on this and thou canst supplicate at caesar's feet in mid thessalia seated nay thy glance turned on the roman world and if thou fearest king juba faithless and the southern realms 
than Sequi Ferros, Egypt on the west, girt by the trackless Certes forces, backed by sevenfold stream the ocean, rich in glebe and gold and merchandise, and proud of Nile, asks for no rain from heaven. Now holds this boy her scepter, owed to thee, his guardian thou, and who shall fear the shadow of a name? Hope not from monarchs old whose shame is fled, or laws, or troth, or honor of the guards, new kings may mildest sway. His words prevail upon his hearers, with what freedom speaks, when states are trembling, patriot despair. They hoist their sails for cypress shaped, whose altars more than all the goddess loves, who from the Paphian wave sprang, mindful of her birth, if such be truth in gods of origin past the craggy isle pompeius sailing left at length astern its southern cape and struck across the main with winds transverse and tides nor reached the mount grateful to sailors for its nightly gleam but to the bounds of egypt hardly won with battling canvas where divided nile pours through the shallow his pelusian stream now is the season when the heavenly scale most nearly balances the varying hours once only equal for the wintry day repays to-night her losses of the spring and magnus learning that thy egyptian king lay by mount cassius ere the sun was set or flagged his canvas thither steered his ship end of book eight part one